We begin the Gemara today on the bottom of Daf Yudalad Amit Beis. Gemara here is bringing different statements that Rabbi Loza said regarding different psukim. When Mashiach comes, so then the nations of the world, not all of them will be coming and standing by, by in front of the Eden to show honor. And not everybody is going to bow down. The kings are going to come and stand. And ministers will bow down. And he brings the Pasuk, the kings will come and stand. The Pasuk says, Devishu redeems the Yidin, Livzai Nefesh, Lemesoev, Goy, Le'eved, Meishlim, Melochim Yiru, the kings will see, Vekomu, and they will stand. Vesarim Vishtachvoye, and the ministers are going to bow down. The Chsiv, the Pasik there says, Sarim Vishtachvo, and the ministers will bow down. Maskev Lord Abzaydeh, so Abzaydeh asks on this distinction, Vitaim Rabshmo Banachmeni, or Rabshmo Banachmeni asked, Iyavixiv, yeah, so according to many girses, you take out the vav here. If it would say in the Pasik that the ministers will bow down, so then you're right. So you have to separate that the kings will come and stand, and the ministers will come and bow down. It says the ministers and they will bow down. So what this means is, that the ministers will come and stand and to, to, to come and greet the Eden, the Eibishter, and they will also bow down. So therefore, it, it evolved, connects the two. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said, I also say a similar thing, not everybody will merit to light, and not everybody merits joy. Tzadikim lo'ayra, tzadikim, they bring light into the world, and v'yushadim l'simcha. And yushadim, which is on a higher level, according to Rashi, yushadim is on a higher level than tzadikim, so they're zayche to simcha. Tzadikim lo'ayra, tzadikim will merit to light, t'chsev, oyr zarua la tzadik. There's a light that's planted for tzadikim. And v'yushadim simcha, and the yushadim, they will merit to simcha, t'chsev, the Pasuk there continues, v'yishrei leiv simcha. And the Yishrei Leiv, they will merit for Simcha. So therefore we see that they are on a higher level. Hadron, Allah, Meimisai, this is the conclusion of the first Patek of Masech Tainez. So as I mentioned, Rashi here clearly says that the Yishadim, that are Zeichet to Simcha, are higher than the Tzadikim, that are only Zeichet to Eira. But in other Rishainim, I think the Masha as well says that it's the other way around, that Tzadikim, which are only Zeichet to Eira, the Tzadikim that are Zeichet to Eira, are on a higher level. The Eir, the Lichtekeit, refers to Ruchni's the Galait, and Simcha refers to Gashmi's the Simcha, and therefore the Tzadikim are on a higher level. But in the Maimarim of Chassidus, this concept is brought up, and Chassidus it says that you have Tzadikim, then you have Yisharim, and then you have Chassidim. And Yisharim are on a higher level of Tzadikim, and Simcha is not a Gashmi's the Simcha, it's a Ruchni's the Simcha, and it's on a much higher level. Another thing is, in the Lashon of the Pasuk it says, Ur Zerul HaTzadik, U Simcha. Even though it says a vav here, the Gemara does not ask the question that I asked previously, that it should have put together tzaddikim and the yisharim, because it says, ooh, the yishrei leiv, so it should go together. So Taisus here brings up this question, and Taisus says, because it says in the Pasik tzaddik and yishrei leiv, right near each other, so if I would say that the vav means to connect the two, so then that would have to mean that the tzaddik and the yishrei leiv are exactly the same. That they both have Eir and Simcha. And therefore, the Pasuk should have written Eir, that the Pasuk should have put together that there's a 
Oyer uh, and Simcha for the Tzaddik and the Yisher Leib. There's no reason for the Pasik to separate it, Bachlal, because it's, it's, the Devav is connecting the two Mamish like one. So therefore we know that they're not exactly the same. In the previous Psukim, Lamashal, when it had Malachim and Sodom, it doesn't say Malachim and Sodom right near each other. So over there, even though there's a Vav, they're not exactly the same. Mashenkin over here, the, the, the Vav makes the Tzaddik and the Yishrei Lev together, so therefore the fact that the Postik divides it is a Raya that is Oyer for a Tzaddik and is the Simcha for the Yishrei Lev. Okay, this is Taisus over here. Yeah, but according to the question, there wouldn't be a Chilu between Tzaddik and Yishrei Lev. But the fact that the Postik starts with Oyer and finishes off with Simcha is the Raya of Rav Nachim of Yitzchak that they're not exactly the same. What is the order of the fast? In other words, what is it that they did by the fast? As, as we'll see in the Gemara, this refers to the last set of fasts when they fasted seven times. This is a very long Mishnah here. The Gemara here brings all the Mishnahis of this Patek together. And then there's the Gemara and all the Mishnahis. So here's the Seder of the Tainis. They bring out a Teva, which is the Aram Kaidish, into the, into the street of the city. And then they place ashes from, that was burnt onto the teva, onto the arin. So Rashi explains what's this lashon of efer mikla, because usually when it uses the term efer, it could also include earth, not necessarily is it ashes. But over here he's saying specifically it has to be ashes. And also ashes on the head of the nasi. And ashes on the head of the bezdin. And also everyone places ashes on his head. And then the elder amongst them, He says in front of them, words that will come and affect their heart to come and do tshuva. This is the, the Lashon of Divrei Kvushin that the Rebbe used to say in the, in the days of fast. The, the, the Rebbe, in the, I think it was in Tovshin Lamet Ches, Asara Betevis, the Rebbe began every fast saying Divrei Kvushin. And the Rebbe said even though for many generations it wasn't the minig, because people usually work on a fast day, so they don't have time. But nevertheless, the Rebbe started again the minig of saying Divrei Kvushin on a fast day. And then they would say to the Yidin as follows, Achenu, our brothers, With the story in Ninveh, when they did Shuve, it doesn't say that the Ebesh just saw their sackcloth and their fasting. Ella, rather, what does it say? The Ebesh just saw their deeds. That they did Shuve from their horrible ways. So in other words, in Ma'ira Yidin Tetshuva, all the fasting and all the other davening and the sackcloths, that's just to awaken the person. But the main thing is to actually do Tshuva. And it says in the Nevoah, V'kiru levavchem, v'al b'gdeichem. Tear your hearts. In other words, you have to break your hearts to do Tshuva. And the main thing is not the tearing of the clothing. Andu b'tfilah, they stood to daven Shmoyin Esra. And Ma'iridin l'fnei ha'teve zokin v'rogel, the person that davens for the Yomit is an older person, someone that's accustomed to the davening, so you should daven properly. As Rashi here brings, someone that davens, and the words that he says are not said properly, so then it's not a good sign. And v'yesh le'bonim, a person that has children, u'beisay reikam, and he has an empty home. What does empty home mean? So Rashi says a simple pshat is mashma, that he's someone that's poor, so therefore he has a broken heart. And the Gemara says another pshat that it's someone that has an empty home in the sense that he has nothing evil. That he has, he has no, like the expression goes today, no skeletons in the closet. So that his heart should be complete and whole in his davening. And then when he davens, he says in the Shemay Nasra, 24 brachas. In other words, you're adding six. That's the Eyut Chesha B'chol Yoyim. The 18 brachas of Shemay Nasra every day. And you add another six brachas. 
Now, what are these six brachas that you add? They are as follows. Zechreinus v'shefris. You say the Zechreinus and Shefris, those psukim that you say on Rosh Hashanah. And then you say the capital in Tilim, Shira Malis, El Hashem, Batsaros, Alikarosi, Vayaneni. And then the Shira Malis of Esther, Enai, El Ahorim, Vegaimer. And then the Shira Malis, Mimamakim, Kerasicha, Hashem. And Tfilo, Laoni, Kiyatev. Those are the psukim that they say, and the Gemara will soon explain that they finish off with a Baruch Atah Hashem. They say these capitals of Tilim with a Chasimah of a Bracha. Rabbi Yudai, Rabbi Yudai says, Lehoyet Sarach Leima, Zechreinus Vishayfris. They did not say Zechreinus and Shayfris that you say in Rosh Hashanah. Instead, there's another two kapitlach that they would say, not from Tehillim, but from other places. And they would say, Also, Psukim that talks about the Abish bringing punishment into the world and the Yidin Shudu Tshuva. And also, regarding the uh, times of hunger that there is. And then, and then, after you say this kapitlach, so you conclude the bracha with a baruch Hashem. So what do you conclude? Allah rishayna, regarding the first bracha, so Rashi here explains, when it says in the Mishnah harishayna, this does not refer to the first of the six brachas that they added. The, the, the way they would do it is by the bracha of Gal Yisrael. So that bracha itself, they would say a longer bracha. They would add to the bracha of Gal Yisrael, as he's going to bring here right now. And on that, they would, they would, they would, conclude the bracha of Gal Yisrael different than all the time. That's the Rishayna that it's speaking about. And then after the bracha of Gal Yisrael, then they would add another six brachas. Okay, so the Rishayna is referring regarding to the bracha of Gal Yisrael itself. So he, he would say, should hear you cry this day. That was the conclusion of the bracha of Gal Yisrael. They added more to the bracha. Alashniya, the second bracha, which is the first new bracha that they added. Huaymer, so as we said before, at least according to the first opinion, this was the chreinus, the psukim that they said on the Shoshana. So then he would add to that Mishanas Avesenu al Yamsov, David should answer the Yidden by the Yamsov, Huyaneschem, Yishma Koltzakaschem, David should hear you cry today, Ayemazeh, Barachat Hashem, Zeicher Haneshkochis. Or according to another girl, so they say, like we say today in Rosh Hashana, Zeicher Abris. Alashlish is the third bracha, Huaymer. So according to one opinion, this was the bracha of Shaifris. So he would say, Mishanas Yeshua Bagilgal Huyana Eschem Yishma Bekel Tzakaschem Ayyema Zeh. The Abishta answered Yeshua Bagilgal. And Rashi says, this was when the Eden were by the Gilgal and then they came to conquer the city Yerichai. How did they conquer the city Yerichai? With blowing Shaifris. So re- therefore we say this Indian regarding the Brach of Shaifris. Barachat Hashem Shemeya Trua. Then the fourth Brach Alaravi Yisuaime Misha Anes Shmuel Ba Mitzpah. The one that answered Shmuel Ba Mitzpah, Hu Yana Eschem Yishma Bekel Tzakaschem Ayyemazeh, Baruch Ato Hashem, Shemeya Tzaoka. And then Allah Chamisha is the fifth bracha, Hu Ayme, Mishonis Eliyoh, Bahara Karmel. The one that answered Eliyoh, Bahara Karmel, Hu Yana Eschem Yishma Bekel Tzakaschem Ayyemazeh, Baruch Ato Hashem, Shemeya Tfilah. So regarding this bracha, Rashi explains that because the capital that's being said in, the, in this bracha is Esa Enai Elohorim, the mountain, so therefore we mention Eliyahu that was answered on the mountain, on Hara Karmel. Alashish is on the sixth bracha, Mishones Yenem Mimea Daga, the one that answered Yaina in the, in the stomach of the fish. So here Rashi says, because the capital they said in this bracha was that you called to the Abish out of the depths. So therefore we mention Yoyna that was in the depths of the fish. 
And the next bracha, Alashvius, the seventh bracha. This is really again the sixth bracha, but this is the special conclusion that, the, the, that was unique, the seventh one. So Huayme, Mishaona as David, Veshloime, Benoi Birushalayim, Huyana Eschem, Vishma, Bakol Sakaschem, Ayemazer, in that time period when there was a plague in Yerushalayim, and they were answered, they should answer them today as well. Borachato Hashem, Hamerachem, Al Haoretz. So this is the unique conclusion that they said for the added brachis when they dive in there. I said there was a story be made of Chalafta ben So there's someone that davened for the Yomid in this time when there was a fast. And he finished the bracha. And they did not answer Amen after the bracha. As the Gemara will say later, instead of answering Amen, they answered like in the Besamikdash, Baruch Shem Kivayid Machusay Vod. And then Toku Hakayanim Vitoku. The Kayanim would blow with the Shafer, they would blow at Kia through at Kia. And they would, uh, before they would blow the Shafer, so the, they would say again, Misha Onas Avram Avinu Bahara Meriya, Hu Yana Eschem Vishma Bakal Tsakaschem Ayemaze. Even though this was said already in the Nusach of the Brache itself, but after they said the, the Nusach of that Brache, in other words, after they said the first Brache, they would again say, Misha Onas Avram Avinu Bahara Meriya, which was mentioned in the Brache, and then they would blow Atkiya through Atkiya. And then when it came after the next Brache, Hariu Bene Aren Hariu, they blew a trua, tkia trua, and, and then they would also repeat what they said inside the bracha itself. <laughs> so in other words, the say that is, they said the bracha, and then they repeated the posik or the nusach that they said in the bracha itself, and then they would blow a tkia trua, tkia. And then again, the next bracha, and then they would repeat the nusach of what they said inside the bracha, and then they would blow a trua, tkia trua. And this is the way they would alternate between brachas. And the ne- again, they would blow a tkia through a tkia. And then the next bracha, a true a tkia true. That's how they would blow. And in total, as we learned in the previous Mishnah and the previous Padic, they would blow 18 sounds. The repetition of what was before the tkia or after the tkia? before the Before the tkia, they would say the pasuk again. Right, I know. But I believe the Mufarshim say Befeidish that they would say it before they blew the shaifer. And then when this point came to the Chachamim, in other words, this is referring to the fact that they did not answer Amen, they answered like in the base of Mikdash. So Amr the Chachamim said, This was not the custom to answer this way. Only when they were standing at the Shar Mizrach and the Harabayas. And there they would answer and not Amen. From this Mishnah, it's Mashma. That this Indian of saying Baruch Shem Kveid Machusel Elnvad in the Mishnah is not only on Yom Kippur when the Kohen Gadol would say the Shem Amafayrish, but Pachlal all brachas that they would make in the Beis Hamikdash. There was many kinds of brachas in the Beis Hamikdash, including the Kainim when they ate the meat for the Karbanis in the Beis Hamikdash. They would make a bracha, and from this lashon it's mashma that in the Beis Hamikdash they would always answer Baruch Shem Kveid Machusel Elnvad. It's machlekes Yishenim about this. Shalish tiny Yisarishaynes. Before I go weiter, let me just mention regarding the whole say that I just said here in the Mishnah. Regarding the special added brachas and the Taktaviri of Itaku, there's a big machlekes rishainim exactly when they did this, when they were fasting. Did they do this for shachris, for mincha, 
for only chakras or only mincha. Others say maybe they would add a special Shmai Nesra, like, like we make a Musaf today, maybe there was another Tefillah. Others say that they would have a Ni'ila and they would only do this by Ni'ila. There's, there's many different opinions in Rishayinim exactly when they did this in the day of the fast. And the Mishnah doesn't say. It just says that they went and they davened and they added and they did all these things. And now this is Benigeya to the fast over here that we were speaking about. Anche Mishmar. Where am I holding? I skipped a few words. The set of the first three fasts, right? So there was the first three, second three, and the last seven. So when it came to the first three, Anche Mishmar, so the people that are part of the Mishmar. What is the Mishmar? The Mishmar, the Kainim that served in the base of Mikdash, were divided into 24 Mishmaris. So there was the Mishmar that was designated to work for that uh, week. So the people of the Mishnah, Mishmar, Misanin, they would fast the first three fasts as well, but Voloi Mashlimin, they would not fast all day. For Anche Beisav, Anche Beisav means the specific family, so the Mishmar itself was divided into Beisavis, which means that every day of the week there was another Beisav that was actually doing the Aveda on that day. So the people of the Beis Av that are actually doing the Aveda that day, they didn't fast at all. So the point is the people of the Beis Av, because they're working in the Beis Mikdash, which could be very difficult work, so they can't fast, so they have to do the Aveda. The Mishmar, so it could be that if there's extra work to be done in the Beis Mikdash, they're going to have to join as well in the Aveda. So therefore, they would fast, but they would not conclude the fast. Shalashniyais, when it came to the second set of fasts, so then, Anche Mishmar Misanen Umashlimin. The people of the Mishmar, so they would fast and they would complete the fast until the end of the day. Anche Beisav, the people of the Beisav that are actually working the Mikdash on that day, Misanen Vole Mashlimin. They would fast part of the day and they would not conclude the fast until the end of the day. Yeah, sort of a tiny choice. Sheva Achreines, when it comes to the last set of fasts, the seven fasts, Eilu Ve'elu Misanen Umashlimin. So then everybody has to fast and fast a full day. This is the way Rabbi Shua says it. However, Chachamim say no. When it came to the first set of fasts, both the Anche Mishmar in general and the people that Beisav doing the Aved that day would not fast at all. When it came to the second set of fasts, so then Anche Mishmar Misanim Vole The people of the Mishmar would fast and they would not conclude the fast. Because again, they might have to come and chip into the work in the base of Mikdash. The people that are actually doing the Aveda on that day, they would not fast at all. And then Sheva Achreines, in the last set of fasts, Anche Mishmar Misanin U Mashlimin. The people of the Mishmar would, would fast and they would conclude the fast. Even in the last set of fasts, the people that are actually doing the Aveda on that day do not fast a full day. Now, since we brought up regarding the, the, the Anshe Beisav and the Anshe Mishmar, so we bring up another subject that's not related to fasts, but Pachlal, Benigeya to the time period when they do the Aveda. Anshe Mishmar, Mutar and Lishtus Yayim Baleilois. The people of the Mishmar, but they're not actually necessarily serving that day. So at the night time, they're allowed to drink wine. If you drink wine, you can't do the Aveda. But once it comes to the night, they're allowed to do the Aveda. So Rashi explains the reason is because. If there would be extra Aved in the Beis HaMikdash, so then sometimes at night there's extra pieces of the Karbanes to bring on the Mizbeach, so therefore they have to be careful not to drink wine during the day, because there might be more Aved to do. But once it comes at night, they can see if there's extra pieces of the Karbanes that have to be brought on the Mizbeach. So that if they see at night time already that they're not needed, so at night they can drink wine. Avaloi bayamim, but not during the day, because during the day their help may still be needed. 
No, there isn't Aveda, but the, the uh, pieces, the Hekta Chalav and Veivarim, the pieces of the Karbanis is brought on the Mizbech the entire night. However, the people of the Beisav that are actually serving in the Beis Mikdash on that day of the week, so they can't drink wine, not by day, and not even by night either, when they continue bringing the pieces on the Mizbech. Anche Mishmar, the people of the Mishmar and the Beis Mikdash, and also of Anche Maimit, which includes the Kayanim and the Levim and the Yisraelim that would come there and they would stand and say a whole Nusach for representing all of Klal Yisrael. Asurim elisaparim elachabis, they're not allowed to take a haircut or wash their clothing during that week. And as we'll see in the Gemara, the reason is because we want them to know that they're not going to be able to do this during the week, so they should prepare before and they should come dressed nicely and with, you know, groomed when they come to the Beis HaMikdash. But if, when it comes on Thursday, they are allowed to wash and take a haircut for the honor of Shabbos. Another halacha, separate halacha, the mission here says, All of those uh, uh, dates that are mentioned in Megillah's Tainus, the loyal misbat, the inala that make and hesped on that day, no, no eulogy on that day. So of Osir, so because this is a day that it's not only a fast day, but it's also a day that you're not allowed to make a hespid, so it's more stringent. So therefore Lafan of Asr, not only on that day itself are you not allowed to give a hespid, but even the day before also not. Mutter, the day after is allowed. Rabbi Yaisi says regarding such a day where it's not only fasting, but it's only a, also a day that you're not allowed to give a hespid. Lafan of before and after it's not allowed. Then there's other days in Megillah's Tainus where it says the loy lehis anna that you should not fast on that day. You're allowed to give a hesper on that day, but you should not fast. So it's not so stringent. So the Tanakhama says lefanov ula achrav mutter before and after you're allowed to give a hesper. Ah, lefanov ula achrav mutter benigeya too maybe fasting. Okay, Rabbi Yaisi Aimer. Rabbi Yaisi says. Lefanov Aser, the day before it's Aser, and Laachrav Mutter, and the day after it's going to be Mutter. Another Allah is like the Mishnah, Ein Goizrin Tainas Alatzibor Bitchilah. We had this before already in the Gemara. When they make the Tainas on the Tzibor, so they had the three fasts, right? So when they made the three fasts, you're not allowed to make the first fast to be on the Thursday. Bachamishi, why not? In order not to have the price being raised for the food that they need for Shabbos. Because if they see that they need uh, extra food Thursday night, everyone's buying their food to break the fast. And they're also buying food for Shabbos. So the people, the sellers, are not going to realize what's going on. Especially some of Farshim say we're talking about sellers that might be goyim, and might not realize what's going on. So they uh, will raise the price. So therefore, when it comes to the first set of fasts, the three fasts, the first fast is on a Monday, then a Thursday, and then a Monday. Then is when it comes to the next set of fasts, so then Then you could begin the fast on a Thursday because then the, the sellers in the store will know already why, what's going on. They're going to realize that people were fasting and they're not going to think that there's some, some, something else happening. Rabbi says, no, just like the first set of fasts, you don't begin on a Thursday. Not the second set of fasts, not the, the last set of fasts, you don't start on a Thursday. Another halacha, ain't goizrin tainas alat tzibur b'rashi chadoshim v'chaneke u'bepurim. Chachamim never decree a fast on the tzibur, if it's a rishchidish, if it's a chaneke, or if it's purim. And ve'im ischilu, once they began fasting, if they made the seder of fasts, and it ended up coming into chaneke and purim, so they already began fasting, ain't mafsikin. We don't interrupt the seder of the fasts. 
Divrei Rabbi Gamliel. Amar Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir said, Ava pish, Amar Rabbi Gamliel, Eimav Sikin, although Rabbi Gamliel said, once they were Mesakin to fast, and it went into Chanukah and Purim, or Rishchidosh, that you don't stop to fast, but Maidahaya, however, he will agree, She'eimah Shlimin. Even if you do continue fasting on a Chanukah and a Purim, but you don't fast a full day. V'chein Tishabov, Shechaliyas, Be'erev Shabbos. Similar, if a Tishabov falls out <coughs> on Erev Shabbos, so even if you have to fast, but you don't fast a full day, you have to break your fast before Shabbos comes in because of the covet of Shabbos. It's not covet Shabbos to fast right before Shabbos and come into Shabbos directly from a fast. <coughs> so our minigah, is that on Asar Betavis we do fast, the full fast on Erev Shabbos. Uh, Purim is? Yes, it's Megillah Sinus. Yeah, the, the Tainus of Tainus Esther. Okay, that's a different type of Tainus. It's a Zeichet to the Nes. So what are they saying in the Mishnah? What's the, what do you do? What's the order with the fast? They bring out the Teva, the Arnkadesh, into the street. So the Gemara asks, Does this mean even the first fast, the first set of fasts? It didn't say in the Mishnah which fast is speaking about. So it sounds like even the first set of fasts. But Amino, I'll ask you a question. It says clearly in another Braise, Shalish, Tainiyas, Rishainis, the first three set of fasts, Shniyas, and the second set of fasts, what do they do? Nuchnasim le Besaknesas. They go into the Shul, and Mispalim, and they daven there, Kaderach Shem Mispalim, Kalashana Kula, like they daven all year. But Beshevach Reines, the seven last set of fasts, then Mitzinis Atevel, the Chayvishal Ir, they bring the Arnkaidish into the city, into the street, and Venais and Eifagabe Teva, and they put the ashes on the Teva, and Bereshav Nasi, and the head of the Nasi, Bereshav Bezdin, and Adav Bezdin, Vachalechad Vechad, Neitl Venais and Bereshav, and everybody places ashes on their head as well. So, uh, so we see over here that this is only the last uh, set of fasts. They bring Eifem Mikla, ashes that was burnt in a fire. So we see that it's only the last set of fasts. Amarav Papis, Rav Papis says, Kitnanami masnisin, nan. In the Mishnah as well, when it says that you bring it out into the city, it's also going only on the last set of fasts. The next thing it said in the Mishnah was, nasi, that they place the ashes on the head of the Nasi. And Vahadatani, what does it say afterwards? Kalechad, Veechad, Naisim, That everyone else takes it and places it on his head. So in other words, in the Mishnah it said, first the Nasi, then the Av Bezdin, and only afterwards does everybody else put the ashes on their head. Frek, the Gemara, any is this true? But Vatanya, we learned in the Braise, Rabbi Yoyme Rabbi says, Begedula, when it comes to matters of greatness, like for example a mitzvah or anything like that, so maschilim in agadl, you always start with the greatest person, and then you go from there to the youngest. Or Biklala, when it comes to a curse, something negative, it's the other way around. Maschilim in akotten, you start from the smallest, from the youngest, and then uh, you work your way up from there. And the Gemara brings the source. By something of greatness, by a mitzvah, you start from the, from the oldest, from the greatest. The Pasik says, And then, He spoke to Aaron first, and this is when he tells him the, the mitzvah that they're not allowed to, uh, yeah, when, when they're in Avelos, he's not allowed to cut his hair, and so on. He speaks first to Aaron, and then to Elazar Nisamer. When it comes to a klal, you start from the smallest. Because it says, By the Chet Eitz who was cursed first? The snake. And only afterwards was Chava cursed. And only afterwards was Adam uh, cursed. So we see over here that by a curse, so the greatest is the one that's cursed last. <coughs> so the question is, over here we're talking about a fast. A fast seems to be something which is a negative thing because of the tzara that the Yidin are in. So why do we start first with the Nasi, that he's the one that places the ashes on his head first, and then you go down from there? 
Answers the Gemara, Ho chashivusa lididhu. The fact that you start with them first is because this is a prominence for them. The Omri Luhu, what we say to them is, Atem chashivisu. You are more prominent than everyone else. Limiboi alon rachmi. Akul alma. To daven for us, to daven for everybody. So therefore the fact that they're the ones that are davening first, and they're the ones that put the ashes first, so this is a chashivus for them. Then what did it say in the Mishnah? We'll skip the parentheses. It said, Everybody takes ashes and places it on his head. So now what does it mean? In the Mishnah it said that when it comes to the Nasi and the Av Bezdin, they don't place the ashes on their own head. Someone else puts the ashes on their head for them. But when it comes to everybody else, everybody else places it on their head. So the Gemara says, Nasi v'av bezdin ami nishkalu inu, let them take the ashes on their own, v'ninchu b'rei shayu, and they place the ashes on their head. Ma'ishna, what's the difference? The shakal inu shachrinu monach luhu, that someone else takes the ashes and places it on their head. Amr Ababa de Kisri, Rababa said, Eine doimim mispayish b'ma'atzmai, it's not, you can't compare someone that gets embarrassed on his own, in other words, and you place the ashes on your own head, and someone that gets embarrassed from someone else that places the ashes on your head. But as Rashi explains, according to some of Farshamir, the shot over here is that when someone else, which is on a much lower level than you, places the ashes on your head, so then that's a bigger embarrassment. Whereas for all the Klal Yisrael, if you have one friend placing the ashes on his friend's head, it's not necessarily a bigger embarrassment. But over here, by the very prominent people, the, the Nasi and the Avbezdin, when someone else places it on their head, it's a bigger bush, and therefore that's the way it's done. Where are the ashes placed? In the place where you put on the tefillin. So over here, the instead of having peir, which is the beauty of the tefillin, instead you put the ashes on the head.